Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today, we are joined by Charles Williams, General Manager of George's Ice Cream and Sweets, a comfy neighborhood ice cream shop serving classic and unique flavors, sundaes, coffee, and more. For that nostalgic feel of an old ice cream parlor, spoons that change color, and waffle cones, come visit George's at 5306 North Clark. Welcome back, Charles. For our listeners out there, this is actually Charles' second time joining us for the podcast. Unfortunately, something went wrong with the audio back when we recorded in early 2019. So we're so excited to have you back. How are you today? I'm doing very well, better than expected. Awesome. Well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and your background? Okay, well, I'm from the southeast side of Chicago, uh, near Rainbow Beach area, if anyone's familiar with that. Um, and I went to college at University of Toledo in Ohio. That's where I finished college and ended up um, going into a professional field within transportation uh, there in Ohio. Then I had an opportunity in Richmond, Virginia, where I was there for, you know, 10 years. And then at that time, my wife and I, or my wife-to-be, and I, we started talking about where we would like to settle. So back home was, you know, the, the winning verdict. So we came back to Chicago. Um, and my brother, I have three other brothers. Uh, one lives in Chicago still. He uh, lived in the Andersonville neighborhood. And so I moved uh, into the neighborhood here. And voila. Champagne. Uh, at George's, there was an opportunity at George's Ice Cream and Sweets. The ladies that own it gave me an opportunity there. And for four years, I've been in the neighborhood and running George's Ice Cream and Sweets. So that's the quick snapshot of Chuckster. And George's was named after a real, a real person named George Sotis. Can you tell us more about George and, and how the ice cream shop carries out his legacy? Yes. As I mentioned, the ladies uh, owned it are Angie Stotis, which is actually George Stotis's uh, daughter, and Anna Stotis, which is uh, the this, this daughter-in-law of George Stotis. And they own it together. Uh, George Stotis had a vintage furniture and a vintage clothing store right next to George's. Uh, and so the late great George uh, had a lot of conversation in his stores. He was in the neighborhood for 30, 30 plus years he ran business. And so the ladies decided to stick with that uh, tradition. They liked the vibrancy of the neighborhood and they opened an ice cream store and they named it George's. And it's very quaint because there are a lot of families, a lot of heartfelt conversations, a lot of people gathering, uh, a lot of people coming in to meet their families, friends, have birthday parties, uh, have bridal showers. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that happen within George's. So it kind of uh, helps lend to the legacy of the uh, late George Stotis. Of course, the uh, daughter could speak much more eloquently on it, but I have had the opportunity to hear customers come in 
and ask about the place and if it was named after uh, George Stotis that had his vintage store next door. So I have also been privileged to have some of the stories as well. And what do you currently enjoy most about, I know it's such a strange time, but historically or just in general, what have you enjoyed most about your uh, tenure as the manager there at George's? You know, kind of what I was just uh, alluding to, the um, people coming in, getting to know the neighbors. I met so many business owners, but not just that, people in the neighborhood, whether you're stopping to get something to eat at one of the uh, locally owned restaurants or whether you're going to the bookstore or I'm taking my kids you know, out to a bookstore or anything like that. Just being able to be involved, it's an actual neighborhood. George's is, a lot of places are in neighborhoods, but how neighborly um, they are at times, you know, I'm not sure, but I definitely know that here in Andersonville, running George's, you can feel it. There's a great, there's a great sense of community. You feel, I feel a part of the community at George's. Uh, people are open. You can stop and talk, whether it's on the street or whether it's passing quickly. I definitely get that sense, you know, of Andersonville, which is why my wife and I uh, and the kids, you know, they school in the neighborhood. We live in the neighborhood. Um, I work in the neighborhood. So it's, uh, you know, it's found a place in my heart. Definitely. My wife loves it, being able to get out and about and everything is so close. Uh, so managing and being a part is, you know, a real positive. And can you tell us a little bit more about the shop itself? Um, you know, for, for maybe someone who hasn't been in George's before, can you tell us about the George's experience and, and what people can expect from a visit to the shop? Okay. Kind of what was alluded to before, we'll talk maybe pre some of the, the some of the pre-COVID times where we could actually gather, which is what I was alluding to as well. Um, we not only have super premium ice cream, which there are grades of ice cream, and super premium is the uh, top ice cream that can be uh, purchased. Um, we not only have the super premium ice cream, we typically have our own chocolatier that has hand-dipped chocolates of all different varieties, whether he's doing hand-dipped chocolate Twinkies, Oreos, graham crackers, s'mores, turtles, tur uh, truffles. Uh, so typically we have that. So when people come in, they get the smell of, you know, not just the sweets and the chocolate that are there. We did our own um, waffle cones. So that was just a wonderful warm smell in the uh, shop as well. And we also um, have a party room in back, which a lot of people, a lot of people are aware of it, but I always say a lot of people may not be aware as well. The party room in back is where uh, families can reach out and have a uh, very affordable party for their kids uh, for a bridal shower or baby shower, um, a business meeting. Uh, we have quite a large space. So the place is always pretty active with, you know, things that are going on within the uh, store. Um, so, the tip, so a typical time coming in Georgia's, the music's going, it's vibrant. There's ice cream. We're a louder, we're a loud place. 
We don't have to be quiet. The kids can come in, uh, run, have fun. So it's funny when the parents come with them and they're like, I'm like, let them go. Just let them go. So it's a it's a fun-filled atmosphere, uh, typically. Everyone's witnessing a little bit something different right now, uh, no matter where you go, but that's typically Georgia's. You know, and and you know, since you kind of brought up the the you know the times that we're we're dealing with now, you know, we're all obviously dealing with so much. Um, how has COVID affected Georgia's? Um, and what current protocols do you have in place in the store to kind of protect your customers, staff, um, and and you know those wanting to to come in and get some ice cream? Okay, how it's affected us? It's been it's been fairly dramatic because uh, our an ice cream shop, which we try to do is keep it running all year. There's a two week shutdown in the, from January 1st to January 15th or so, but typically the store stays open all year, not just for the high school students in the neighborhood that we hire uh, seasonally for each season, but we also, stay open for the neighborhood. Ice cream is really a year round thing, uh, but it has affected us dramatically as far as in one, how much we can staff because we just didn't need the amount of staff uh, this year because of the things that were going on. Um, as far as there are some people who still ventured out um, and still wanted to have a little bit of their summer uh, but there's a lot of people that didn't as well, which is understandable as well. Well, that does affect a summertime place such as an ice cream, uh, such as an ice cream uh, store as ours. Uh, and as I mentioned, there were no gatherings, so there were no parties and there are no uh, get togethers and things of that nature. So it's had a dramatic effect. However, we still have um, had the doors open for counter service. There has been a short period of time where we were able to allow some people to sit in. Um, but our protocol started at the door. Before we reopened, we wanted to be very sure that we weren't just opening haphazardly. So we kept the doors closed until we were confident that our protocols were in place, such as when someone is ordering we don't touch their card without changing our gloves. We don't take the money or take the card and then go right and start scooping ice cream. So obviously we're going through thousands of pairs of gloves. That's just one small protocol. We did you know, close our bathrooms because we're going off of the best knowledge that we have at this time uh, of where you know, incidents can happen. So we've done that. We have our lines. Typically, we would have lines. <clears throat> and they would extend inside. And that's part of the atmosphere of the place. Excuse me. <clears throat> but now the lines would have to go outside. There's a lot of distance. So people talking and intermingling in the line, you just don't really see that as much. Um, but we needed to set those protocols. Um, as far as for the employees, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that's been first and foremost because we're the ones that we're going to have, uh, have to have some kind of contact. Um, but we did put in place a no contact 
uh, system anywhere behind the line, uh, only someone who is, you know, about to pay for uh, the product. And then of course our hand washing and our door wiping and sanitizers and sanitizer for our customers as well. And we've had a lot of compliments on customers coming in going, wow, we can see you really put some thought into how this is going to operate. We don't have as many tables in there. It does look a little bit sparse, but it gives people uh, ability to move in and out of the place without feeling like they're passing each other in a grocery aisle, um, you know, without warrant. So those are some of the things that we've done. So we've done taken a lot of protocols uh, and it has it's had a dramatic effect on an ice cream place that typically uh, tries to uh, have a little bit of financial storage before we hit the winter months. And we just haven't been able to do that this year. And what would you say right now, Charles, for those listening, um, would be the best way to support George's right now during this time? <clears throat> well, don't eat anything else. Just eat ice cream. Ice cream and shakes. That's where, there it is, you know. <laughs> so, well, what, not only just to support uh, George's, which is wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful question. Um, we do have a lot of pints, courts. So people have been coming in thinking, normally when we're open, people go, oh, I'll just go get it anytime. Oh, I can just, well, now it's, it's very great that the holidays are coming up. People can go, hey, you know what? I, I think I'll go get myself a few pints or go have some quarts of my favorite ice cream anyway. And now when family comes over, they can share, hey, this is our neighborhood. This is a, a neighborhood ice cream place that we frequent or love or whatever uh, adjective you know, may be used or a particular type of ice cream. So those kind of supports are wonderful because we haven't opened up our pastry. Um, we haven't opened up our pastry sections because of the amount of customers that are frequenting or had our hand dipped chocolates because of the amount of customers that are frequenting. Um, so support in that, in that way, greatly appreciated. Obviously you can come to the counter and have the great ice cream, but then taking it home too, would be wonderful. And so have you noticed? <laughs> yeah, stock up for big, sure. Big, big, go stock up now on Pint. So yeah, because one of our questions was going to be what other products does George's sell, like your hand dipped chocolates and the pastries, but those are on hiatus right now, it sounds like. Um, we have our hot chocolates. We do have hot chocolates. Oh, good. Well, yeah. So uh, we have our hot chocolates, uh, our coffees, um, and then other than that, it's our water and beverages, things of that nature. But going into the holidays, those are some of the things that, you know, will also help sustain. And have you noticed kind of a shift in like a favorite flavor? Maybe like before COVID, what was the most popular flavor and what people have been coming in for kind of during? Have you noticed any kind of, kind of, you know, flavor shift? Yeah, that's, that's very interesting because our flavors that are strong, they are strong because Zanzibar is still like the top flavor, but running neck and neck 
like Usain Bolt running against himself is this just got serious. So those two are running neck and neck. Um, they're fantastic flavors. Uh, Zanzibar is obviously our dark, our dark chocolate. And uh, this just got serious is the salted base uh, ice cream with cashews and chocolate swirl. So they've kind of, they've held their top spot even during COVID, pre-COVID. So Zanzibar and this just got serious, refused to let those top spots go. Um, so Charles, we know that uh, in in lighter news, um, we've been having some fun around Halloween. So we're recording this on the eve of Halloween, essentially almost, um, but it will air right after Halloween. Um, so you recently debuted your Candy Canyon, and it's a safe delivery system for sugary treats. So a couple questions about this invention. Can you talk us through how you got the idea? And also, have you been delivering candy to customers this way so far? Well, the idea came, I was, I was actually in the store. We have a little bit of free time. And so I was in the store knowing Halloween is coming up. And I actually wasn't sure uh, if we were going to be doing anything as a neighborhood as of yet. But I was like, man, it'd be pretty cool to be able to give the candy to kids obviously at a at a safe distance and so i know that we have our three gallon tubs and i had used our three gallon tubs for our national ice cream for breakfast we did a bozo game back in the day i'm dating myself there was a uh a, a clown that was bozo where they would toss ping pong balls into these buckets and you would win prizes so I, I mean, used... I went to the Bozo show. I was, I grew up in Chicago. That was a right uh, okay. passage, being able to go to the, yeah, absolutely. And I was such a nervous, sorry to interject with this, but I was such a nervous child. And you know how they picked people out of line when you were yeah. waiting. And I like hid behind my mom because I was so scared. Oh. But then I like, they were going to pick me. And I like totally missed my opportunity to be like famous at seven. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, well, if you ever want a chance, we have the buckets. You can go and try it now. Don't let that pass. Um, so we had these three-gallon buckets, and we this is where we pour our ice cream from. So I was like, oh, man, if I clean these out and put them together, I can make a chute. And then, so then there's a number of different things that came up where but it has to be able to slide through the chute and things of this nature. So I was thinking about that. And then I had started to get some of those ready, and David Oaks from the chamber had come by uh, that morning. It's pretty funny. He come by and, and he was seeing how things were doing and uh, we were discussing a couple of things and he said, you know, you ever think about doing a contest uh, for something like that? I go, no, I hadn't thought about it. He goes, maybe you do like a contest for some delivery system that's going to be like that. I said, okay, I'll fire over what we have already kind of put together and take a look at it. And he said, he dove right in as well, and I had a great idea for it. And we've been getting submissions uh, to the for the candy delivery system. Um, today, the news is gonna. Uh, we have a meeting with uh, one of the news channels that at four fifty they're gonna take it live and you know just highlight some of the candy delivery systems that have been 
coming through our system. So, you know, it's something fun. It's really something I wanted, I wanted to do. We do so many fun things at Georgia's throughout the year. And we just haven't been able to do all those little, whether it's St. Patrick's Day or uh, Midsummer Fest, all the little things that we do. We just haven't been able to do it. So as soon as we had an opportunity, like Halloween, to really put something out and just have some fun with it, uh, someone will win five pints of their best ice cream. Uh, hopefully the families had fun making the submissions. You know, I definitely had fun making our candy shoot, our candy cannon, our candy slide, however it's going to be, you know, described. And uh, it's been, you know, it's been fun. So, and I'm sure it'll be fun when uh, all the submissions come in as well and someone gets to win. They're all, they all win anyway, because they had fun and did something, you know, during these times as well. So, And I know... Um... We, we shared a preview, one of the submissions on our Instagram TV this week. Um, and by the time this airs, the winner will have been announced. But is there somewhere you plan to post all the submissions so folks can kind of see the entries after the fact and uh, sort of enjoy the creativity? Right. We're actually starting on Facebook. We have an event, cre you know, an event that's been created. And we're actually starting to post those now. So we're posting some of the inventions that are going up now. So people can go right on our Facebook page, uh, Georgia's Ice Cream and Sweets, and they'll be able to uh, take a look at the submissions that have already come in. So Yeah, it's just so fun. You know, I saw, you know, some, some residential places are also kind of hooking up PVC pipes to their railing to kind of shoot it down the railing. So, um, you know, it's just a fun it's a fun holiday anyway, but this is a, another fun, fun kind of reason to get creative with something. So. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's been great. It's great seeing the submissions. It's some very colorful ones, some very Halloweenish ones, uh, cute ones. So it's, it's, it's the whole gamut. So, you know, I love it. It's been fun. And what about for um, the kind of remainder of 2020 and, and the holiday season um, approaching? Do you, does Georgia's have any plans for that? Well, um, we'll see. I mean, right, we know right, uh, right now there's just been some other changes made as far as what's available to be done. Um, but obviously we'll have uh, still our hot chocolates, our specialty hot chocolates. Um, you know, the, uh, our dark matter coffees, which is also a local brewery, Chicago brewery. Um, and of course, you know, the ice creams, uh, whether we'll be able to have Santa Claus or whether we'll be able to have the elf that remains to be seen. Uh, so we'll see from there, but, you know, hopefully the doors will be open so people can still enjoy the sweets and, uh, the smells that we have in the place. And I just want to reiterate too, um, kind of what you said, you know, about the support. So uh, the chamber has launched our holidays with intention campaign, and we're starting to unroll, so un unroll, I guess that's the correct terms, 
or roll out, sorry, it's been a long day, <laughs> um, some of those campaign graphics. And I think we're actually going to feature you and George's in some of the campaign graphics as well. And I just think um, under the um, title of Celebrate with Intention, I think it's so important too as folks, no matter what you're planning for the holidays, I know it looks different for everybody um, in terms of whether you can see family safely or not. Um, you know, celebrating is, is still important, whether it's just you and your immediate family or not. And ice cream can be a big part of that. And so can hot chocolate. And so can just some of those small pleasures that bring a little joy to the winter and to this time and uh, the uncertainty of it all. So we as a chamber are just really encouraging everyone to celebrate with intention this year and make sure George's is part of your plan. I really appreciate I mean, that. Yeah, and I totally would take a, a quart of ice cream for <laughs> on my holiday gift, you know, like, who wouldn't want that, you know, and so I, I think, you know, especially now to support our local businesses and to, and to be creative with gift giving, um, you know, I think thinking outside the box and, and showing up, you know, um, and, and delivering on someone's doorstep and a quick, you know, quart of ice cream is, is would be such a lovely, lovely gift. Right, right. And I appreciate, yeah, I definitely appreciate all the support we've had throughout the summer, uh, the support that we've had in this fall, quick winter fall, whatever we're calling this right now. So the support's been great uh, from uh, the neighborhood and we appreciate the continued support. The, the chamber, you guys have done fantastic, fantastic job of keeping people informed with all the information that you guys send out all the emails that come through and updates, which is a, just updating is a task of its own. So you guys have done great as well for a lot of the businesses uh, in the neighborhood as well. So appreciate it. Well, thank you for that. So we've started, you know, I know the last time you were on, um, we had a question, which was, you know, which Andersonville business would you like to trade places with for a day? But now we've kind of switched over, um, you know, kind of to, learn more about our businesses, um, we've switched to a rapid fire question. So we have a few rapid fire questions to kind of throw at you. Okay. Um, I'll go with the first one. If you were reincarnated as an ice cream flavor, which one would you be? I would be Kitty Kitty Bang Bang, cheesecake flavor with Oreos in it. It's fantastically delicious. It's also fun to say, Kitty Kitty Bang Bang. Okay, next one. Toppings. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> toppings or no toppings? Toppings. Okay, and since you said yes to toppings, your top three favorite toppings? Peanut butter cups, uh, Oreos, and peanut butter sauce. We have a pourable, squeezable peanut butter sauce. Wow. I know someone, aka my husband, who I need to get that squeezable peanut butter sauce for. <laughs> you probably would I just mean, <laughs> there's just, there's just nothing better than the chocolate peanut butter combination. Yeah, like, right. And I'm one who, I mean, like, unless you're allergic to it, but yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry for those people. They should have eaten peanut butter sooner as children. Um, so, um, you know, there's there. I know that you know a lot of people like vanilla, but I'm always one that likes um, 
that likes texture in the ice cream. So I always love to even, you know, if I don't, I love to, to make it crunchy. I love to add the crunchy right. elements. So, and I, and I'm always odd, oddball because I like to eat ice cream with a fork rather than a spoon. Oh. So yeah, I don't know. I've never met anybody else who, who likes to do that, but I, no, not, I have yeah. I You're very unique. It. Trust me. I love to eat it Trust with a me. fork. As someone who's been doing it every day for four years, you're very unique. I have never seen that. Or, you know. I think, especially because I like, you know, the stuff mixed in the ice cream to pick away at it. I feel like ah. a fork works better so I can attack what's inside. The... Attack the texture. Exactly. <laughs> at least you didn't say you like to eat it with chopsticks, right? So Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. Next one is cup or cone. Cone, waffle cone. Waffle cone uh, first and then the cake cone. That's where I go. All right. And what's a nickname your parents used to call you? Well, I've always just been Charles. Friends called me Chuck, but my parents would call me Charles. But if I would ever hear Charles Thomas, that would stop whatever I was doing and come to them immediately. So... The Charles Thomas could be a nickname because it really meant something. It meant that I was messing up somehow. <laughs> All right. How many times a week did you get the Charles Thomas? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, a lot. A lot. I'm sure my, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure my rump is darker than my face. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and besides eating ice cream, do you have any advice for people who are struggling during this time? For example, how have you been able to keep up your spirits for your customers, your staff, and your family? You know, that's interesting because I get, uh, being that we hire some younger people and even their fam, they work with, and their families, they'll speak with their family and they'll come in and they'll talk. Uh, I'm a big proponent of day, just take it day by day. And that's just not during this time, just you gotta take things, you know, as they presented themselves in front of you. And I tell them, listen, you know, we can't worry about what's to come. We can't worry about things that haven't happened. We gotta handle things day by day. Now, if you take if you take a day and it's pleasures for the day that it is, well, that's wonderful because that's really all that we can do, you know, whether we're in this time or not. I've just always been a, a person who likes to handle what I can handle today. I can have a plan for all the other things in odd days, but I have to handle what's in front of me, you know, right at that time. So that's my positive message to my employees um, quite frequently is, hey, you know, can't worry about what's coming down the pipe. Can't worry about any of that. Let's just do what we know we can get done today. And it just keeps, keeps a smile on my face, keeps things in perspective, keeps it small enough that Charles can handle. So that's how I like to look at it. That's really good advice. And, you know, for our listeners out there, can you, um, you know, before we close out, can you tell us your open hours now? When can people stop in and pick up some ice cream? Okay, I have it posted on um, the door because it is modified now. Um, we open at two o'clock. We close at nine. Uh, because it's stated that we all close at nine o'clock. So we close at nine throughout the entire week, but Monday through 
Monday through Friday, excuse me, Tuesday through Friday, we are open from two to nine. And Saturday and Sunday, we're open from 12 to nine. So Mondays, we are not open, but the other days we are, and we have sufficient hours definitely for people to come and get their ice cream. Well, thank you, Charles, so much for joining us. It's been great to have you on and officially recorded, and we are looking forward to being actually able to air this one. So. Right. Well, thank you very much. It's been great. Hopefully, we did get a recording done. I'm sure we did. If not, it was still great seeing you two lovely ladies. Good talking with you. I know we haven't seen you in a little bit, but it's been wonderful talking to you now, and I appreciate you all setting it up. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you all for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Georgia's Ice Cream and Sweets, please visit georgiasicecreamandsweets.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and currently recorded via Zoom. We thank you for your listenership, and if you like the podcast, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our production. Please email us at info at andersonville.org for more information. Thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying always Andersonville.